reading from the Gospel according to John. Pilate therefore said to him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest, I am a king. For this was I born, and for this I came into the world, that I should give testimony to the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? When he said this, he went out again to the Jews and saith to them, I find no cause in him. It's hard to be jokey today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. So we pray first for all those in the Holy Land who have died. We pray for those who are looking for information about what is going on. Those who have missed loved ones, those who are worried about what has happened to their children and grandparents. And we pray this evening for wisdom in seeking the truth and thinking about why the stories took place in the Holy Land that they that did and why what that can help us understand about what's happening now through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's, <laughs> mm. we we live in topical times. I think is fair to say. Yeah, yeah. The topic, the topic mm. of our times. Yeah. Well, and uh, and of all time, I mean, yes. this is I I think so. If at any moment Christians need to be better at explaining why we are Christians this this really is it mm. interestingly since the conflict directly that's happening right now in the Holy Land is not between Christians and anybody else but between Jews and Muslims mm. and Christians being told we must take sides in particular ways and that's a little bit of a challenge politically and socially and spiritually 
Um, I certainly, so my prayer group that meets on campus, we prayed on Monday um, for everyone because we are clearly in a moment of darkness mm. and, and, and a continuing darkness. I mean, the, so, you know, humor is all gallows humor at this point and praying for the innocents massacred by Herod. Wait, in the womb? No, wait. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. That this that the 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 moment and the atrocities now it it's the the string of yet another like I mean you have been quite powerfully arguing on your on your channel saying at, at what point do we believe what is being told to us by the scientists and the authorities when they've been lying to us mm-hmm. for years now mm-hmm. murdering their own people and occasionally I think one of the politicians in Alberta at the, at the moment was apologizing for forcing the unvaccinated to resign or something. Yes. Yeah. The, 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 the long awaited apology from somebody in authority to acknowledge what had been going on. Right. Yeah. Which was a trickle in the ocean in terms of the news cycle this week. Um, I've been loud. I've been very loud because uh, uh, we're being we're being baited to be reflexively tribal, and uh, I I don't want to play that game. And uh, oddly, <laughs> uh, even people that are uh, professed Orthodox Christians seem to have a, a problem with understanding the the way that the tribal dynamics are created and how uh, scientific racism, how Darwinism Mm -hmm. has um, bolstered existing tribal uh, attentions. Um, And so, yeah, I've, I've been, as you've, as you've seen (laughs) from the wings trying to talk about it um, because I can't take sides in this conflict as a Christian. uh, And also because, uh, I know people that are Palestinian and Israelis that are that are good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. So when things like this happen anywhere in the world and you have friends on both sides, you can't pick. You can't pick because uh, you see, at least from the the vantage point that I that I've been blessed with, you see how both sides are propagandized to hate the other. It's a process of dehumanization in order to get people to. Uh, to act like animals. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> no, obviously I'd say I live in the neighborhood that I do. And of course you see me on my own social media, get quite frustrated yes. with people trying to make me take sides against my mm-hmm. own neighbors. Yes. Saying, well, you know what it's like. They're on the South side of Chicago. And it's like, mm-hmm. yes, I do. They're human beings. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And the I, so I, in in the the specifically it, I, the the meme about the who is that guy the old man who's like I'm I'm giving up being an expert now on Ukraine and going to be now an expert on Palestine. <laughs> <Right? It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Here we go again. Okay. So I actually saw John Mearsheimer on the way into campus this morning. I said, how you know how does how does it feel to be in the spotlight? He's saying he was walking his dog. And he's like, I'm, I'm trying very hard not to be. 
um, Mearsheimer being my University of Chicago colleague who has his 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 videos about Ukraine have now, you know, become YouTube sensations, right? In the millions and millions of views. Um, but he he gets to pass out of the of the spotlight now. And my colleague, my former colleague um, from my department, um, but now who's been at Columbia for quite a while now, um, Rashid Khalidi. I know him mm -hmm. from when he was in the department with, oh, my colleague, Peter Novick, whom we've talked about with his, his Holocaust book. Interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like I had Peter Novick writing the book on the Holocaust in American life and Rashid um, writing his books on what, you know, what Palestine has been subjected to for the last hundred years. And mm -hmm. um, I was looking up some of what, you know, Rashid had been saying, not recently, I couldn't find anything that he commented on this weekend, um, but did find you know, interviews from some time ago where he was saying that this, this the, you know, the, the people in Gaza are trapped in um, a horrific mm -hmm. situation that is, they're pawns as far as I can tell. I mean, you, you posted yes. quite well on, on your um, channel saying, this is something I've never understood. Why aren't, if they're Muslim, why aren't they allowed to be refugees somewhere else? Why are they trapped? in the way that they are. And, mm -hmm. and, and I think I understand passively that somehow they've not been welcomed into the, the mm. surrounding countries. Whereas, you know, you think about how many refugees we've had flooding into Europe from everywhere else. It's like, why is, why are the Palestinians still there? But then you say, well, but that's their home. They should be there. They should be allowed to be there. And, uh, you know, and then my, my mind just collapses. I mean, these, these are injustices that seem to cycle perpetually generation to generation to generation, the blood forever. And, yeah. um, oh yes, the British started it with the Balfour declaration. Let's be frank. Yeah. 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 This is a symptom of bad British imperial policy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the British of course are doing it because they want to one up on the Ottomans Although, ironically, as we've been talking about in our writing for Drake Alchemicus, we're, we're, we're meditating on medicine right now. And one of the things we were meditating on is smallpox, technically variolation rather than inoculation. And that, oh, yes, where did the English learn how to do smallpox variolation? Oh, from the Ottomans mm -hmm. in the 18th century, <laughs> when Lady Mary Wortley Montague visits there and says, oh, you know, these, these Muslims, they... They have, you know, enlightened policies so that, you know, their women are able to have affairs all the time. Um, she she read their being veiled as a way to, like, sneak around on their husbands um, and learned about smallpox variolation while she was there and had her four-year-old son. In, it's not inoculation. It's it's a different technique. But um, and then mm. brought the practice back to uh, um, at that point, by the, that point, the United Kingdom. And um, she's now heralded as, you know, this, this great innovator in, in medicine, precisely because of the treatment she bought from the Ottoman Empire. But then, you know, mm -hmm. fast forward 200 years and you have the, the British desperately trying to provoke the situation against the Ottomans. And of course, World War I destroying the empire. <laughs> mm. And then it leaves this, uh, I don't even know if you'd call it a bonfire situation. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult because, uh, Christians in the West don't consider that, that region to be 
the home of ancient Christian churches, first off. I think this is a part of the problem, mm. uh, the Israel versus Palestine situation. It recalls Jews versus Muslims and Muslims versus Jews. And then in the middle of all of this, we have these very ancient Christian communities that have been trying to negotiate their way through all of these ongoing wars. Right. Um, ongoing settlements and the skirmishes that are happening with all of the, the settlements and, and, uh, uh, so, so Christendom is caught up in all of this as well. Um, yeah, the, it, it, it's very difficult. I mean, I, I'm just thinking like in terms of what's, what's been happening this week and touching on the Draco Chemicus themes that we've been working on. We have the, we have the smallpox from the Ottomans. Now we saw footage of, um, hovercrafting, paragliding, uh, supposedly Hamas fighters coming into a rave situation. It's, it's, uh, it's an eerie kind of, um, It's an eerie image of what we've been discussing. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking about it a lot because I was at those kinds of parties for a long time with people from uh, Israel who were dodging the draft or people that had served and decided to leave and uh, whatever anyone can say about the, the, the degenerate youth at those parties that, you know, I've seen the comments online. Um, this is quite normal uh, in terms of the Uh, how can I put this? This is this is a, a, a cultural expression for people which have uh, have decided not to participate in an Orthodox Jewish practice. So all of those people were out in the in the field on Shabbat. This is at the end of Sukkot, so it was quite mm -hmm. a significant holiday. And there was one rabbi who said, you know, they should have been in the synagogue uh, celebrating Simchat Torah but they're out there underneath the giant Buddha statue. The thing is mm. the conversation has been, you know, they should be in the synagogues instead. But, um, you know, as Christians, we think, well, I mean, I see it f for myself because I, I know is Israelis that have been in that dance scene. Uh, it's a, it's a difficult thing. You're choosing between a very rigid, uh, rabbinical interpretation of the, of the religion mm. versus this kind of ecstatic, do whatever you want, uh, uh kind of behavior but there's a there's a lot of trauma there too uh these are young people which are raised to to go into national service and to be uh to, to they're, they're raised to be told that they are going to need to be able to kill people in the immediate vicinity of their the neighborhoods eventually so um <clears throat> i mean this is just the reality for those young people and uh i mean it's like uh, people can see the Bacchanalian aspect to the rave, but also uh, I see a lot of people that are trying to uh, transcend a situation which they have no, uh, which they've not realised there is a there is another avenue of transcendence to 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 take mm -hmm. to to leave, to leave this binary of conflict between. Uh, them and the the neighbors. So, yeah. Sorry to rant, but uh, I uh, I'm not taking sides with uh, with either of the uh, of the players in this war. But I can see very clearly how people are um, 
pushed into uh, a kind of frenzy which would uh, draw them into either the the hedonism or the militarism you know that's the binary really uh, that they're they're kind of that's what I saw on the on the footage you know if you're not uh, if you're not uh, patriotic and you're not doing your duty and you mm. should be doing this why are you out partying and you know of course you deserved it then because you were out there underneath these statues uh, what's the what's the other option well you know it's running off and uh, putting on your uniform and uh, weaponizing yourself for uh, the agendas of people which really don't care about you that's what i've been trying to um to talk about well as you're talking i would say we wanted to carry on with we planned last week to carry on talking about jesus christ superstar this week so having the events of saturday in mind it's very interesting that what you described is of course what's in the movie Mm. Um, we'll go back to the images that we had. It's the same ones. I have I have Jesus being pulled by the Roman soldiers, but you're you're talking about here we are at the Last Supper, right? I mean it's 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 a binary that the the movie shows. Here the we, we, we had the Palm Sunday, there they got the Palm Sunday, you know, rave, as it were. And we talked last time mm -hmm. about how the well one how the cast in the actual movie were mainly atheist hippies prophet apparently right according to mm -hmm. the lore <laughs> that i picked up from wikipedia but i mean you could that that's the way they filmed it and 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 um the music fits with it it's like they're in some kind of party hosanna hey Zanna. and then mm -hmm. the 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 context is this militarized occupation which i mean the yes. movie's made in 1973 I mean, we, we, yep. we can be a little bit freaked out about how we like are framing this past weekend by accident with a movie made 50 years ago showing exactly this, what you mm -hmm. just described. It, it's it's the, <laughs> the sort of giddiness, which they included yes. in the movie of things like the tanks and the planes or the helicopters. There are helicopters in the movie, right? I can't remember. There's a Judas. Jet. Judas has the the, the tanks, jets. the jets. Yeah. Um, yeah. As against the the sort of flower child children. Yes. Depiction yeah. of of the the Palm Sunday, um, mm -hmm. that being. Well, you know, in in my country, it's still around the Vietnam War and those protests. I'm realizing I'm not quite clear exactly what's going on in England at the time, um, but these are all American actors, so my 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 country's situation is is relevant and as as you're describing it's like saying okay so your choice is this you know hedonistic love feast mm -hmm. or the army mm. yeah that's what it that's what it's like for for israelis uh so you know the the i mean they rave like they, mm. they party hard i mean they're they're intense people i i really like israelis unpopular opinion to say this at this time probably especially in these circles on these channels but uh they tell you what they think mm. they're straight up um they're tough people they have uh uh, you know, there's 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 some beautiful qualities, but you see these 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 young people that are uh, that are pushed into choosing between this kind of thing. Uh, 
uh, it's a real choice. Uh, they they have to. Uh, I mean, other countries have national service, sure, but other countries don't have national service where it's such an obvious life or death decision, and it comes with the consequences of uh, you know being um, the tokens of uh, massive uh, geopolitical giants. So, right. whatever decision they make uh, is. Uh, is judged by by uh, by their own their own country, but they're, they're judged by everybody just because of the decisions they're making. And so you can see it. So that's that's what you can see the intensity uh, that they have at that time of life, um, and that's what we saw. And they they were traveling for twenty years all around the world, running these massive parties, which mm. became things like the Burning Burning Man Festival. So but the Burning and, Man is is say I had not heard this before, and you you were just mentioning it. Um, so is Burning Man started mm -hmm. by Israelis directly, or is or is this saying it's it's no, it's I, part of the larger phenomenon of these kinds of parties? It's but from from my knowledge, I don't think Burning Man is an Israeli okay. uh, uh, institution, but uh, it's part of it's definitely part of the same phenomenon because all of these parties started out in Goa and in South India, mm. which was Portuguese territory. Uh, and so they did the, the, the 60s flower child thing, but it was just an up, upgraded version, you know. So the love feasts, they run off or they do the hippie thing in India and then, you know, start mm. all these trans parties. And then it just becomes a global phenomenon for, for a very long time. Um, you'd see people dodging the draft and they'd be traveling all over the world just uh, following the party circuit. So it's that or you're in the army. But it's not like the army reserves in Australia where we've never had a... We've never had a, uh, a local conflict. You can join the army reserves in Australia and you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure no one's ever going to call us up for uh, army service. Um, Don't be so uh, sure. It, you it, may get to join the... Well... <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how yeah, that boat goes problem. that you all are talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, let's pretend that's not happening. <laughs> we'll talk about... Well, we, we, um, we probably do mm. need to do an episode on all of that to explain everything for but We'll yeah. Yes, but okay. Not, 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 not um, tonight. No, not tonight. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's that it's that you're partying or you're in the national service for Israel. So that's real active duty. And, uh, you know, um, they nailed it. Jesus Christ superstar nailed it visually. It's a rave in the desert versus the, uh, versus the tanks. You know, you put on the uniform. What do you choose? I mean, it is telling that that was 50 years ago. So <laughs> it's, we are mm -hmm. so much, to, I, th this is one of the, the the interesting things that I, when I was younger, I had a hard time understanding, studying history, how, for example, with the Crusades, which we'll talk about, mm -hmm. um, that you could have a, a movement, a sort of, you know, phenomenon carry on so long right the, the first crusade goes out in 1096 crusading as a sort of fur, fervor care you know continues for like two centuries mm. and um it was it was hard for me to understand when i was younger it's like why would people keep doing it <laughs> why wouldn't mm. there be this sort of character to a whole era that could last 150, mm -hmm. 200 years. And I'm starting to appreciate it better now. These things can, I'm I'm thinking as you're describing the people you know your age though, it's like, I'm usually thinking of, and and I think the, the, the leadership is usually talking in terms of 
the ones who were there in 1948, right? They're very, very old now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, or the, you know, the founding generations, maybe they were young in 1948 and now they're in charge now. And for them, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's the same thing that was happening in 1948 forever. Um, mm -hmm. but I'm not getting yeah. that sense from what you're saying, that that's quite the way the people who've grown up since they're since 1948 feel it. I mean, they, it's like there wasn't a time before 1948 for them. They were simply always, it was all, it was the always time. Yes. Yes. Um, no, the, there's a, uh, drawing on my foggy memories. <laughs> Why were your memories foggy? The, uh, <laughs> well, have you ever raved with an Israeli before? <laughs> There's not a lot to remember. Um, this could the, be why stories are so confused about what happened on, on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, uh, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing because the, the, I mean, it's a, it's a different time, like 1948, you've got a bunch of people that are going in there and they have a, they have a particular kind of cultural, um, uh, um, cultural genesis uh the the generation that are going there i mean this is after world war world, world war ii they're going into this territory they're essentially like starting from scratch these these uh these people set up all of these kibbutz mm. you know these um farming communities and whatever and they're all you know they're all doing their little hippie thing and they start up these communities and that's all that's like how they get off the ground now it's different now there's baggage <laughs> there's like <laughs> generations of baggage and uh of completely secular culture. I mean, like, I mean, it's hard to describe. Like, most people, like, uh, that are in Israel, they're not, uh, they're not God fearing. They're they're not religious. There's no, uh, there's no sense that there's, uh, you know, like a a religious uh, duty to be to be in Israel. I mean, this is like uh, that, I'm sure most very, very I, half our audience just freaked out at, at that. Isn't that the whole point? Well, that's interesting, <laughs> isn't it? <'Cause... laughs> I mean, certainly it's a point. So I've been seeing, um, you know, emails and such like that coming across to say from evangelical Christians saying we must support our, you know, our elder brethren in the Holy Land, which seems uh, to suggest that it has a religious point. I think that's only for Americans. Hmm. I mean, I'm just thinking of the the best example i have in mind and uh no there's no religious uh i mean the there's no religious sense there i mean it's a <laughs> it's nationalistic mm. but it's not uh uh the rooster's going off okay when we get the um, rooster approval i i'm not sure because the 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 one person i know that it's gone and, and studied in israel is very religious we've argued theology before <laughs> at fencing Right. So, I mean, he, it's yeah, someone I've known for quite the, a long time and he's, he's very pious and very devout. And that's why he would go study well, there. The party, the party kids were not. Or Ari Shafir. I mean, we not. talked about him last year around this time talking yeah. about going to yeshiva there and being very orthodox and not knowing how to turn on lights. Wait. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rooster yeah. agrees with both of us. So which is it, right? Mm -hmm. These very, yeah. you're saying very nationalist, and what does that mean? Well, it, very secularist. I, 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 you've clearly watched more of the, 
the footage from the the rave than I have. What Buddha statue? Yeah, yeah, giant Buddha statue. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing. It's a. Uh, it's a. I mean. Again, it depends on what rabbi you're talking to. <laughs> uh, but you know. Many of them were saying these people are out there, they're committing idolatry because they're raving in front of a giant Buddha statue. Mm. So it just depends what rabbi you're you're listening to and uh, which version of rabbinical Judaism you're you're practicing, or if you even believe in God. Mm. But I mean, not a, not a lot of these uh, young Israelis are are uh, particularly religious, and if they are, it's more of like a cultural religiosity. They're not. Uh, I don't. I, I think it would surprise a lot of people to talk with them uh, to realize that the uh, the there there is not as much uh, faith in a creator as you would expect in a country that has been created for a people that profess a. Uh, claim on uh having the creator revealed himself to them that would be the best way of describing we're gonna it. we're gonna have to have guests to actually answer all of this to uh, but right now casey um are religious jews exempted from military service in israel i don't think so why would why would anybody be exempted i thought everyone was by age do you know i'd have to check okay. Maybe at one time there's been exemptions. I'm sure there are exemptions, but uh, I think for the most part there's no exemptions. My sense was it was it was, I mean it was it was like more like Switzerland that you are when it, you come up for the age you have to go serve. <clears throat> yeah, it's like Cyprus. Yeah, you just you, you turn 19 and you've got to go to national service. Right, and you have a time and yeah. and it has a. I mean, it seems to me culturally must have a bonding effect. Because everybody in your cohort, mm. your age cohort, serves together. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like being in college and being a fraternity or a sorority, right. I suppose, in that sense. I mean, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't served in Israel. <laughs> I just partied with a lot of Israelis. Uh, well, I'm sure this was not the, not the way that everybody thought this stream was going to go, right, you know, to start with, right? Yeah, raving yeah, with yeah, the... Yeah, raving yeah. With the but that it's it's an important dialectic. Yeah, it's a, it's like a really really important dialectic for people to kind of get burned into their consciousness, like the rave versus the militarism. Mm -hmm. This is like this is it. That's the region. Yeah. It so is. I this is like I said the 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 Jews I've known at least in Chicago, maybe because we have a big Orthodox community, tend to be very mm. religiously Jewish. So it's and but I have also heard the what you're saying that the Israelis themselves are not necessarily as religiously Jewish as the American Jews, the Jews living mm. here. Yes, well, you've got different pockets. Um, uh, you've got uh, you've got your ultra orthodox. I mean, you've well, we like, have ultra orthodox and, and... in the north part of the city. Um, I think more of the synagogues around here are reformed, but I don't know if I have all the, the categories mm. right. Mm. Um, but I certainly, I mean, there's there's a lot of Jews that live around me in this part of the the um, the neighborhood, and 
um, mm -hmm. we have a lot of Jews on campus and they seem to be, I saw some, some young men with, um, fringes and such standing outside one of our gates this afternoon with a, mm. with a little table and a, <clears throat> and a QR code. So I don't know what they were, they had the QR code, but no sign. So I don't know what they were, we we're actually mm -hmm. trying to point people to, but, um, mm. and a lot of, um, a Chabad house and a Hillel house and mm -hmm. like, and, and they all had the Sukkot up last week as, as part of the, mm. the festival. Well, um, so I just assume they're all very religious. No, okay. no. <laughs> the ones I know are, no. I guess. Um, it's not interesting. Well, you know, like Abby, it is. It's just. It's. It's really. Uh, I mean, the, uh, the, there's a there's a, um, a strong Jewish community in a, in a city in Australia that were uh, breaking out on Shabbat and, and jumping over rooftops to try and get into their syn synagogue to do the Friday prayers. Mm. Uh, and this was during COVID lockdowns, right? So you've got that level of religiosity where <laughs> rain, hail or tyranny, they're going into synagogue. Uh, and then there's the the others, which are, you know, like the, 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 the young people in the front of the newspaper this morning that have just decided to um, pack a bag and take a take a flight and go go over there to um, I think they were from Peru the reserves were they the, that group from Peru that we saw we've got some from Australia oh, okay. that have gone over as well yeah so um, uh, yeah it's a no they're not all religious I feel like we're straying from our our planned topic but maybe we're circling around trying to get to well, I mean, I see it as like a exactly a good, what we're a talking good, about. So we have on the one hand, I know I'm, I'm a little bit teasing because I was like, maybe, maybe oh, okay. the, the thing is, it's like, it, okay. And then I was, I was reading Simi Michael Jones to prep a little bit <laughs> as you do. Um, mm -hmm. One, he was talking about the Australian Catholic, the Australian Catholic bishops putting warning signs on the gospel readings for at, at, at Easter saying, you know, they're not, they're anti-Semitic basically. Like the, <laughs> the gospel of St. Matthew is anti-Semitic. The gospel of Luke is anti-Semitic. Not sure where we're supposed to go with this. Um, and it being that trap for Christians perpetually saying, if, if, if you actually follow what is said in the passion, you're on, you're evil because you're anti-Semitic. Mm. Um, well, no. <laughs> so we I'm were we no. were going to talk through the three trials <laughs> in the yeah. in Jesus Christ Superstar. Consider whether we can get to what is truth, right? And 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 the you know the um, I w I was also thinking in, in in the other context of saying so why is Jesus crucified and. I, I did have I did have one of my students this the, the recently said just something it was like couldn't Jesus have just escaped and it had literally never occurred to me mm. <laughs> to wonder that mm. like 
what? Run away? I think that's Socrates. <laughs> um, but no, he, he quite matter-of-factly said, I, it, I mean, it's interesting to, you know, it's, it's, so one, happily I can, I can report from the field and the two-day conference that I, I participated in at the University of Chicago that we are still hanging strong on our ability to have difficult discussions and, you know, freedom of inquiry and expression. Fie, fie on you who refuse to. We have freedom of inquiry and expression at the University of Chicago. Um, and for the most part, the students, I mean, everybody's talking about what's going on in the Holy Land, but calmly for the most part. I mean, I think the, the sense is this is incredibly serious and we would really rather it not turn into World War III with nu nuclear bombs. Jordan Peterson mm -hmm. needs to stop dreaming. D did you see one of the, he, he's been tweeting, I, I, Vox and Vox and Milo have been noticing some of his tweets and one of them he was tweeting about it. I saw for the first time and you know I can't remember how long nuclear bombs in my dreams and I'm like go back to sleep. <laughs> it's yeah. please. It, you know and they're telling us all we know who to hate now and such. It's like happily I can report that the professors and students at the University of Chicago are a little calmer and and able to see that this is not a situation that you want to um, rush into. Yeah, don't throw gasoline on an already, like, uh, just stop throwing gas on it. Yeah, they want us to throw gas on it. Yeah, they, they do. They, they do. and whoever they are, yeah. we will continue to try to figure out who the they is, right? Mm. We'll call them powers and principalities now, because they're clearly demonic. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. that the, yeah. you can, and, and the, the, other, the other image I keep thinking of is, is actually the Iliad. When it's clear the gods enjoy war, right? That that that's the they. I I, I haven't reread it in a while. Your your roosters agreeing with me, um, but mm -hmm. you know Mars Mars eats war, right? He loves it. So don't don't give in to these demons. Let's let's figure out how to be how not to, um, and. Yeah, but the but the most curious thing that someone said is like, couldn't Jesus not? I can't even remember if it was topical this week or last week, but just couldn't Jesus have gotten away? And I'm like, that truly never, literally never occurred to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> say that's the funniest thing. It's like, couldn't he have just yeah, gone north to Galilee and stayed there? Just you know, don't let. It's like, so I get it's like Annas and Caiaphas here. We'll get to them. The 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 slide. Oh. To, okay. Oh, like here's here here here's um, Judas with the tanks, right? It's like that they just mm. you know, they're meant to feel inevitable. Like you're gonna inevitably be in the midst. There there's Annas and Caiaphas, right? Couldn't Jesus have just not been in Jerusalem? Hmm. I suppose so. Yeah, we'll just meditate would, on that, that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes sometimes I do feel mm -hmm. this. It's like, so the problem with, I mean, to go to go political on this again, the problem with the Balfour Declaration saying, you know, I, I, I should have reread it before talking about it off the top of my head, but it's the agreement that's made for the the Jews to have a, 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 a state, right? Somebody can look it up for us. Um which is then fulfilled 30 years later in, in, in um, the establishment of Israel. But interestingly, throughout the 19th century, and particularly in the late 19th century with the Zionists, 
Um, there are discussions of other places to have this state. That it's not necessary. It's oh, not yeah. necessary that it was in Palestine. Apparently, they're going to put it in Australia or Argentina, or mm -hmm. I mean, I so and I was also looking at maps. Madagascar, that Uganda. You know, it's about Lots of the territory um, of the state now is about the size of New Jersey. It's tiny. Mm -hmm. And it's like New Jersey, Vermont, New Hampshire, those are little bitty states in the United States. And, you know, like a sliver of, of, of you know, Utah. <laughs> mm. A little tiny, tiny slice of beachfront, beachfront property compared to the North American continent, isn't it? Yes. Mm. So, you know, couldn't the... Jews just have settled somewhere else. I mean, it, I, it, that, that, to, to me, I think probably the, the, that's like the disbelief as saying, well, couldn't Jesus have just run away? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, could you have just settled somewhere else so that you weren't in this situation? I mean, and, 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 and the other, and so then I started thinking about, okay, so that's the Zionist problem. Um, the, the, the first century problem is couldn't, couldn't the Jews just not have been, um, at odds with Pilate or the Romans. I mean, they, we've got mm -hmm. Herod. We'll go back to Herod. And then, of course, what I, what, here's Herod dancing. Um, what I realize now is I really need to read Josephus. Uh, <laughs> these, these things that you've sort of taken as passive knowledge all your life, and you're just like, wait, no, I really, really need to read this. I, I, I don't have time right now to read Rashid Khalidi. I have been reading Peter Novick over the last year because I've been thinking about the, the, the Holocaust question, but um, with uh, with you know the people that were living under the Romans, it, the, to for the Romans for Titus to come in under the Emperor Vespasian, and for Titus to come in and destroy the city completely, mm -hmm. destroy the temple that not this Herod, but the the Herod the Great had built. Um, I mean, they, they, there's there's not even a city there for some time. I think they refound it as Elia Capitolina later. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's like, and and then it, and then it started occurring to me. It's like the the tension that's in Jesus's story. It's like he's between these three judgments, between the priesthood, between Herod, who is the reason Pilate sends him to Herod class, um, is because Herod's actually king in the region that jesus is from so pilate's like he's you what your herod's right your herod's case in the song but it, it is appropriate for him to have to go be judged by herod because i think he's from galilee right he's from the, the northern region so why even herod's in in the city at the time presumably for the feast okay so or pilate um that the romans end up destroying the city they don't do that to most cities they do it to carthage and they do it to jerusalem then hmm. no, no, i sorry. do they do it to corinth i'm not sure they 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 destroyed corinth quite so completely they they take corinth and, and carthage in the same year 146 bc and they definitely as we know like carthago de linda s they wipe it out and then rebuild yeah. it with a forum and baths and things like that are there any other cities that, that Rome actually completely destroys? I can't think of one. No, I can't think of one. 
So it was really fraught in that region for yeah. some reason. I mean, yeah. and, and I do I do find it horrible. As everybody says, you know, it's like, oh, this is the holiest place in the world. And so why are we fighting over it? And I was like, well, it's worth fighting over, clearly, something. But I mean, mm-hmm. and why, right? I think the, the sort of feeling of the energy of why that city matters so much. We, we talked about it a bit last time saying there's just geopolitically it matters because it's 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 there on that very significant coast in the Mediterranean um, because of the way the the sea itself works as a shipping area, the currents and mm-hmm. and how how I haven't we haven't done this right, but that coastline is very significant going between Egypt and and Asia Minor because of the way the currents run in the Mediterranean and also the way the winds work, um, and so it, it's this it's this this meeting place between the sea and the land and then the land going east into asia of course is then connecting up with the the route to india and 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 china and alexander mm-hmm. has conquered all that region so properly speaking it's not just the roman empire the roman empire controls that sea the ring around the sea but the alexander's empire had been that whole land land route that is connected you know, you don't get away that that part of the that part of the world doesn't get away from its own geography easily. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting yeah. when you know what what was interesting in Jesus's time again, as we talked about, is that the Jews are scattered all over the place. So that and in Pentecost, they're they're from mm-hmm. all nations, speaking all these different languages because they're there for the Feast of Pentecost, but they're there from all parts of that all parts of this interconnected world. So it's, it's the center of, of, of everything. I, I was thinking about that. It's like, well, the Jews have a state and it's not, you know, some desert in, 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 in a, mm-hmm. I mean, Utah is really beautiful. <laughs> the Mormons moved there. Right? <laughs> the Jews could move there. Wouldn't that be great? It's like, well, no, you're choosing to be in the place where, that's in the center of everything. There's something about that mm-hmm. too, right? It's like the the choice of significance. And you can say, well, but we it was our land from from centuries ago. Well, you know, you got it from the Canaanites. So we, 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 the the cycle of whose whose is it is is a long story too. Uh, it's a very long story, but also it's a question of covenants as well. The land came with the with the conditions. Mm. That was the covenant, the the Mosaic covenant to take the land. The 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 the, the children of Israel needed to, and not the state of Israel. We're talking about ancient holy Israelites that were under the Mosaic covenant. They were required to fulfill that in order to retain their um, their land rights because God said, "I gave it to you. I can take it away." It was not given in perpetuity. There was the with no caveat, no condition. Mm. The Israelites had to uh, maintain their fidelity to God, um, the living God, and they, you know, the the whole Old Testament. This is why I mean, this can sound very, um, very shocking, but I mean, it's the the entire history of the Old Testament is the the, the Israelites going in, conquering Canaan, establishing the Commonwealth. Then, uh, you know, having battles constantly with the neighboring nations, trying to figure out why they didn't genocide everybody when they should have and who to genocide and who to enslave and who can they intermarry with and, mm. you know, all of these kinds of ongoing arguments. And then establishing a monarchy, 
then having a civil war, you know, it's like constantly, <laughs> there's no peacetime. It's like <laughs> constantly ongoing, ongoing uh, conflict and battles. And then God saying, I'm going to give you over to the Gentiles around you because you're annoying me so much. You've be, you know, betrayed me, you've broken my heart. So there you go off to Babylon, you go or off to Persia, you go, or, you know, uh, <laughs> it, it, there's, there's no point at which they're, uh, you know what I mean? I mean? This is this is the kind of world that Christ comes into when he's when he's there, uh, as he is in that story, uh, the retelling, Jesus Christ superstar. He, Christ is walking around this land, which has just been this ongoing land rights claim for what over a thousand years, uh, with inter Nietzschean strife between all of these competing religious sects, and you know the temple just getting completely. Uh, overwhelmed by godless materialism i mean is it kind of resonating with everybody because it, it's like the this is this is the holy land the, this is uh you know going out into exile going out into diaspora having uh ha having the uh the remnant of the the southern kingdom come back into to rebuild the temple uh you know most of them didn't come back right there was there's no, lots like, of them in egypt Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. This is this is why the pre the, the this is why the Israelite presence in the in the Middle East is not restricted to just the the state of Israel. I mean, the, the so many of the Hebrew people just didn't ever go back after they they were exiled. Mm. Uh, it was only a small faction that returned. So well, and according to Josephus, uh, th this I haven't read myself, but it's been cited, you know. Um, uh, in a way that I've double checked, right? He says, it's the people that came back from Babylon that were the Jews, because the Judeoi, the, the, the Jews yes. specifically. And the scholar whose work I've used a lot of to think about what where Christianity comes from, Margaret Barker, talks about how, so it's only the elite when the Babylonians, when Nebuchadnezzar, you know, takes the takes Jerusalem and destroys the temple, destroys Solomon's temple, and carries mm -hmm. off all the furniture, Right. All, so where the ark, where did the ark go at this point? Okay. It, no, it's always already been sent to Ethiopia. We know that. Um, mm -hmm. When, when Nebuchadnezzar carries off all the treasure, um, he also carries off the elites, but the rest of the people still yep. were there. Um, and, and they carry on with their traditions. And some of them you can see in the gospels, there are people like the Sumerians who believe they are still worshiping the Lord and and the, the, therefore, when Jesus meets with the Samaritan woman, and 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 you know, she's asking him for water, and he says he'll give her living water, and she says, "I don't know what that is." Um, th that he's in conversation with with these other peoples, other than the Jews, is yes, there are other segments of what had been the ancient tradition still alive among among the people, and the Jews are the subset of the the elites who came back from Babylon. Yep. Excuse me. Um, yes. And even they didn't stay unified. Right. Because after Roman conquest, uh, Judea was, uh, was still fighting itself. Well, it's Palestine. I mean, the word the, it's the, it, that's yeah. the Roman province. Yes. Um, yep. I'm wanting. I'm wanting now to to. I did when when I 
did my New Testament courses in college, we read about a lot of this. We read about the Hellenistic kingdoms and I know that Herod, Herod the Great and his, who he who massacred babies um, was, a, I mean, he's one of these client kings of Rome and Herod Antipas, the, the one that this guy is portraying in the movie, um, I don't mm-hmm. know as, as much about. I, again, I, I think I need to read Josephus. But the, the meditations on all of this of one, how Jesus, I mean, everybody knows this. Like Jesus, the, the simple version of things is Jesus gets killed because he looks like a zealot. He looks like one of these rebels that the Romans are worried about in keeping control of this region. And so he is, he's simply executed as yet another revolutionary. I mean, in, in this sense, it's saying, um, I mean, the zealots to the Romans are a bit like Hamas is to Israel. They're mm. terrorists of sorts, which is why Barabbas is there in the story, because he's been he's, you know, under death sentence for having killed someone. I yes. think I think I know that. Then you, then you start realizing you're not you're not sure which bits are oral tradition, <laughs> which bits are in which text, <laughs> oh, no. and which bits because of okay. So we got mm-hmm. variety of layers here now, right? How many layers have we have we peeled mm-hmm. into this time? So we have the the deep history of Israel and the comp- the complexity of 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 its existence in the Old Testament. You have. The, the Hellenistic kingdoms and the Roman Empire and the overlaying and exactly what's happening and why Jesus is on trial between three different groups, between Herod, who's the puppet king in in um, in Galilee. Although in I think in the you know in Pilate saying this case is for Herod, meaning I don't really have jurisdiction over you because you're not a Roman citizen. I think um, then. Pilate as governor of that region for the Roman Empire and then the temple priesthood of Caiaphas and Annas. Okay. And then we have our ability to see all of this because of the 19th century Zionist movement. We haven't dealt with the Crusades yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, the 20th century British desire to um can, can maintain control of the seas, which includes contesting Ottoman power, um, such as it was at that point. Um, the 20th century establishment of Israel following on World War II, and we haven't even dealt with the Americans. Although they're in the in the movie in the guise of the military equipment that the Romans have, I suppose. If those are American tanks, I don't know. Yeah. I have no capacity. I can barely recognize different car makes. You think I know tanks? No. <laughs> I don't know tanks. I rely, I rely on others to to do that kind of thing. So we have a we have a. Okay, so that's the snapshot. Oh, shall we do the Crusades quickly? <laughs> yeah, you should. I think you should. <laughs> okay, so Christians will all be worried about whether or not we should be calling for a crusade to regain the Holy Land. <clears throat> okay. Um, this is this is when it's like i will explain no i'll summarize too it's too complicated um so the romans the romans capture jerusalem destroy the temple make it of their own city um but when constantine converts 
his mother, Helena, goes to Jerusalem and digs up the cross, famously. Mm -hmm. um, and from that time, we start getting like real pilgrimage accounts of people going to Jerusalem, Christians going to Jerusalem. And so we have things like the 4th and 5th century pilgrimages. Egeria famously makes a, a pilgrimage and describes some of the worship that they have in the church there. But there have been, as you said, there have been churches in the region all along. Mm -hmm. So there's very ancient Christian communities in Jerusalem and Antioch and Alexandria. Those are patriarchates. And when the Arabs conquer those regions, well, it's complicated because of the relationship they have with the Eastern Roman Empire at that point, because Constantinople is actually in the East, not Rome. So all of those people, all of those, all of the anons out there in the internet world blaming Rome for everything. Remember, Constantinople is in the east, <laughs> just where, mm -hmm. you know, the actual empire maintained its power for all those centuries until it was conquered by the Ottomans in 1453. I don't know if I can do this simply. Anyway, in the midst of all of this, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm mentally mapping everything. <laughs> I can't, I can actually, this is, you know, my one sort of most of the time superpowers keep all these dates straight so mm. in the seventh century the is the muslim conquest of all of these regions which had been christian for hundreds and hundreds of years and mm -hmm. that's from 632 i think they take jerusalem for the first time so for nearly 400 years 500 years, almost 500 years, they're under Muslim control, except the Muslims in the region are in contest with the Byzantine emperors who in the, in the middle 11th century are getting to overtaken by not the Ottoman Turks, but the Seljuk Turks. And they ask for help from the Franks who have been dealing with all of these invasions. Oh, no, I can't do this simply. You guys, you guys, if you ever try to caricature Christian, Muslim, and Jew against me, you will get this at length. <laughs> okay, so the, the the Byzantine Emperor Alexius I asks for mercenary help from the Franks, who are also Christian. They tell atrocity stories. I've been thinking about this, too, this week, how um, okay. there, there are atrocity stories about what the Turks are doing to Christians in the Holy Land. And the thing is, some of them, some of them are actually borne out by the experience of pilgrims who've been going to Jerusalem in the mid 11th century and being attacked. And so there's there's mm. stories circulating in the West that, that it's not it's not safe for Christians out there. We need to go help our Christian brethren. And so this expedition sets out, and um, lo and behold, because the Muslims are fighting each other between Seljuk Turks and the Fatimids from Egypt. The Seljuks have taken Jerusalem and the Fatimids reclaim it. And when the Franks show up, they take Jerusalem from the Fatimids who've just taken it back from the Seljuks. This is in 1099. And for about a hundred years until 1187, the Christians are in control of Jerusalem and they've never been in control of Jerusalem ever since Saladin. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now you would think therefore that Saladin is a great hero among the Muslim chroniclers. But you'd be wrong, um, because in fact, as far as the Muslims are concerned, this whole sort of crusade stuff was kind of border skirmishes, and they never really paid much attention to it because basically they lost, mm -hmm. they they won, right? It's it's a big deal for the Christians in the West, but for the 
the actual local um you know powers in in the region they're fighting with each other as much as they're fighting with these franks that show up and hang out on this on this the coast for a bit and mm-hmm. it's in fact not until the 19th century the irony is is delicious it's not until the 19th century when arab historians under the ottomans or muslim historians under the ottomans start reading christian imperialist accounts of the crusades being written by the french and the english in the 19th century that they start caring about saladin at all <laughs> you guys weren't expecting that right <laughs> bernard lewis has done a really there's some really he did a really great little book on uh, the christian you know the Christ, basically the 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 problem of the christian invention of the the her- heroic saladin and they're they're in the late 19th century they're like otto mm-hmm. is it one of the german kings i forget which one there's a stat he puts up a statue of saladin right they're honoring their great their great heroes and uh, in english the one most responsible for this is walter scott um in his book the talisman mm-hmm. um who makes saladin into the you know the sort of noble chivalric opponent of richard the first and um it's 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 thanks to basically what uh english desire to be in good with the ottomans to help them against their enemies the french and then later english desire to beat the ottoman no wait um, <laughs> you said nobody's ever clearly on anybody's side <laughs> in any of these stories what is truth mm-hmm. right um yeah. that the 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 twentieth century valorization of Saladin as against those evil crusaders is ironically enough literally an invention of Christian crusade historiography. So they wrote propaganda so good the enemy took it up. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Christians like Walter Scott who made Saladin into the great hero that he is. So that in Kingdom of Heaven, for example, Saladin, you know, Orlando Bloom, guy playing Saladin, who I don't know his name. I like Orlando Bloom. I didn't pay attention who was portraying Saladin. But Saladin's like, what is Jerusalem? You know, he says mm-hmm. nothing, everything. I can't remember which direction he says, one or the other, right? And, or you know, and Orlando Bloom playing Balian of Ebelin hilariously, and if we will not do that, you know, bringing irrigation to the to the the Middle East. <laughs> so funny. I'm sorry, that's so funny. <laughs> Talk about the British fantasy carrying on, right? It's like we have we have the British fan. It's like that is good for. It's the British telling the story over and over again. We, the Empire, are going to save the Holy Land. Oh, here, we'll set up this Jewish state there. And, oh, wait, there are Arabs there already. Well, we were friends with them when Lawrence Arabia was helping them, but we're not friends with them anymore. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) We brought them pipes. (laughs) So now you um, realize why you know yeah. we were absolutely convinced that this pilot, the guy playing pilot, was but had to be British because of the way he sneered so well. Oh, that he's yeah. actually from Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, I don't know which story I'm in anymore. He was he was dripping with cynicism. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's very well played. <laughs> yeah, very. He has very like heavy British energy. <laughs> Only to say, okay, so one obviously we're doing this in English. This conversation uh -huh. from the perspective of you guys, we've been talking about the pirate level of of things that have been going on. This is, it's the. Um, disentangling our present moment of political, you know, geopolitical fuckery, quite frankly, um, <laughs> yeah. from, you know, the, the, the layers of, you know, tangled webs that have been created in the 19th and 20th century, and then disentangling it from what was going on in the Roman Empire in Jesus's day. History is hard. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And then, and then, and you know, and, and literally off the top of my head, then doing the story of what happened to the Jews after Titus, um, you know, oh, that, yeah. that's, you know, yet another incredibly complicated layer of things but we've only been going for an hour so i suppose we can keep going <laughs> i felt like i felt like i was monologuing there really badly forever and ever and ever forever and ever and ever but um no it was a good monologue okay. i was in i was in the stream i was uh yeah you're good. probably the only one that can follow all that everybody else will have to rewind and keep listening i do i do handouts for my you should all listen i do handouts for my classes because <laughs> I may have all of this chronology, these crossing web-like timelines in my head. Tartaria was easy compared to real history. It's, like, it's, it's reach for the lasers at this stage. Like uh, you're in, you're doing it. <laughs> the rave, the rave of the chronology yeah. and the timeline, and like which yeah. one of these, which which timeline are we in now? Yeah. It's like you have no idea. Yeah. That's how it feels. Yeah. It's exactly how it feels. And it's just in the background the whole time. Like, what are we doing now? Doesn't matter. We just have to get the sunrise. Why? That's what you do. <laughs> now we're just, we're just Body in like dropping everywhere on the floor. <laughs> and it looks so good. Doesn't matter. It's only 420 in the morning. Keep going. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It really is like that, though. <laughs> this is such an apt metaphor for where we are right now. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> Jesus is going to the. Could you stay awake? All right, no. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Stay awake and pray with me. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so, what is truth? How exhausting. <clears throat> Mm. what is truth that's Christ let's unpack that as well as we've done the the rave of the timelines <laughs> yeah okay so we have well, this, is, this is where we last time when we did the we actually we we recognize that the, the 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 movie actually helped us with Judas as one kind of response to Jesus and Mary as another and what soberly because <laughs> you can't I mean yeah. it, it, considering that it's like we're going to have to talk about Herod first and you know then Annas and Caiaphas and then Pilate it's like and this is about 
God's mm -hmm. suffering. So bear with us. Um, yeah. That the, 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 the play actually, whether it solves the question, it answered, it, it asks the right questions. It has each of these characters asking exactly the questions that everybody it gets caught on, it gets tripped up on. Right. So Weber and Rice did a brilliant job of articulating the misunderstanding that, you know, that the triangle triangulating the misunderstanding that is exposed in Jesus's trial. We're back with Herod mm. dancing. Oh yeah. Um, so here we, I'm going to, I've, I've got, I, I've got, okay. I'm not going to sing it, but I can read. Well, maybe I will. Um, Jesus. Sing. I'm not sure I can. No, no. It takes too long. No. no. Jesus, I'm overjoyed to meet you face to face. Um, nice. The face to face. Right. Because, okay. One, you're just going to think. I Truthfully, I can. I do not know whether I can credit Weber and, Weber, Weber and Rice with this much detail and, and, and complexity in their lyrics, but I'm going to, right. So meeting Jesus face to face is of course the longing that Christians have, according to Paul, right. It's like, now we see through glass darkly, then face to face. And so mm -hmm. that, that we are in fact, as Christians desiring what Herod says he gets at this moment. Right. And so you're saying like, somehow he is going to completely misunderstand Jesus, even though he met him face to face, and then that, I mean, from, in, in fact, in the play, all of the characters misunderstand Jesus, truthfully. Um, uh, prepping for my class for tomorrow, my professor, Professor Kelber, um, in his meditation on Mark, shows that what Mark does in his gospel is say basically everybody misunderstood Jesus, even the disciples. And, and it's like Mark's gospel is quite so depressing because, <laughs> you know, Jesus gives the disciples, um, you know, inside information. They don't get it. They don't get it. Don't, they don't get it. They're obsessed always with, you know, when you come into your power, do I get to sit on your right and left hand? Of course, well, the thieves that are crucified yes. with him too. So he comes into his power and they're crucified. And the, the, you know, John and James are wanting to be like on his throne. So here, Herod being this character that thinks, you know, I, he, I'm a power in the world. I'm king. Isn't that what you want? Here's one king facing the other, right? The Herod king facing Jesus mm -hmm. king. And um, in in fact, in the Gospels and certainly in Mark, that's what the disciples think they're going to get, right? They, they, they keep thinking we are going to get to be, you're going to take Herod's place, right? So mm -hmm. Jesus, I'm overjoyed to meet you face to face. You've been getting quite a name all around the place, Um the name is, of course, the holy thing that the priests carry on their forehead when they go into the the, the um, uh, temple. Mm -hmm. And the name of Christ is what we're marked by at our baptism. I truly, I don't know whether they meant this. These are just good rhymes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, 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 exactly. But it's face to face in his name and... Um, that there is, you know, he's here in place in time that he can get a name all around the place. So it's, it's, it's very well written. Don't you think healing cripples mm -hmm. raising from the dead? And now I understand your God, at least that's what you've said. Now that being 
one of the things that, of course, everybody now claims that Jesus never said, but technically he he does and he doesn't in the in 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 the um the gospels he says that's what you say or um you know he'll talk about himself in the third person in in the stories at least that's what you've said that being a problem right so you are the christ you're the great jesus christ what's the christ proved mm-hmm. me you're divine changed my water into wine that is literally in john the first miracle which is, is, I mean, Mary nudging Jesus at the marriage of Cana too. They have no wine. Change my water into wine. Jesus does do that. Not, not in the yeah. movie, but in, in Herod's taunt. Um, that's all you need to do. Then I'll know it's all true. Come on, King of the Jews. He made, that's the best line. I mean, that's best, the best stanza. But, I mean, but th- then he goes on with all of these different taunts, right? You know. Uh, prove to me you're no fool. Walk across my swimming pool. <laughs> if you do that for me, then mm. I'll let you go free. Come on, King of the Jews. I only ask what I'd ask any superstar. What is it that you've got that puts you where you are? I am waiting. Yes, I am a captive fan. I'm dying to be shown that you're not just any man. They they, they had fun writing this, right? <laughs> yes, they did. Because he is captive, obviously, in his sins in this, in this scene because of the way his court is behaving. And he is dying. I mean, it, 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 but, but it's, you know, get the taunt gets more and more. He starts off kind of, uh, campy and, 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 uh, outrageous. Right. And then gets madder and madder because mm-hmm. Jesus won't answer him. Yeah. Yeah. He turns vicious. And then screams at him. Mm. So what do we learn? <laughs> <laughs> you're a joke you're not the lord you're nothing but a fraud i mean the anger is very interesting he's really furious at jesus for not doing tricks for him and saying if you i mean you can see it's like the kind mm-hmm. of prayers that people make if you're god do this for me prove to me that you're god mm-hmm. prove it prove it come on yeah. and then gets mm-hmm. angrier and angrier because jesus won't prove it but listing things in fact in the stories he's he has actually done but won't do it on demand won't do it now yes i'm just thinking of that line the first line face to face i think it's jacob that says this when he's realized that he's been wrestling the angel of the lord and says i've seen my lord face to face i think that's i think that's the text they're referencing which is interesting because jacob as a um, very profound experience after that point, his name has changed to Israel. That's the point where the word Israel is introduced to the story. God renames Jacob Israel. So Herod is face to face with Christ. Instead of having this change, complete identity change, he's requesting a miracle vending machine. Right. Hmm. Which is, it's a kind of, oh, it's just, it's a, it's a poignant depiction of the degradation of the nation from its origin, from its roots to go from this, uh, 
very uh i mean that's that's a miraculous thing jacob wrestling the angel of the lord Mm. he's like limping afterwards you know and then having a holy nation which is deformed into this um campy kind of uh cocktail regatta you know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, the, yeah it's like what what <laughs> this is the way you're greeting the king this is the this is you know it's 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 shocking I think thinking about it right now, I think there is actually tradition in the late medieval mystery plays of having Herod be camp camp. It's maybe not camped up quite like this, but there is a a tradition of Herod having this kind of maybe comic element. I'm not sure. Mm. But the but the comedy here is you know he's he's playing a fool, demanding Jesus. It's like, prove to me you're no fool. Walk across my swimming pool. Um, I, it, the, 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 mm. the, the, the questions that he's asking are the ones that C.S. Lewis was saying, if, if you know, Jesus is, is fraud, fool, or, or what he said, right? He's, he's like, he's going to say that he was a liar. Are you going to say he was a fool? Which is, is to a certain extent what the 19th century Renan Ernst Renan came up with it's it's sort of like he was deluded mm-hmm. into thinking he was something other than just a charismatic leader um the fraud part it's of course like it Jesus is not the only one who's said to have done miracles there were other you know as you everyone knows there's stories of other miracle workers in the period so the miracles of themselves don't prove anything because you just could be a magician. Mm. Yes. You're either a magician or you've got Jerusalem syndrome. Right. This is, yeah. The, the syndrome where people visit the Holy Land and suddenly start acting like raving lunatics who think they're prophets. <laughs> is there something in the air there? From, what is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Um, it's not that high it's not as high as the mountain i drove over right so (laughs) it's not it's not it's not not the lack of oxygen (laughs) yeah uh what is it um but yeah the 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 i mean uh that that's the that's the confusion isn't it Oh, another one claiming to be the, the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Another one. Okay. Here's another one. It's like a guru central. Uh the 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 the, the guru headquarters. Oh, there's another one. Okay. Uh, which is what they did in the film depicting him in that guru role. Right. You see everyone's kind of like, Oh great, another one. There's another teacher, there's another rabbi. Um uh, another rabbi claiming to be the Messiah. This one's real this time. So of course, then, in that context, you kind of understand the mockery of of Herod. Not to justify it, but you understand it. It's like, oh, there's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his eyes are not opened to see that he's actually standing in front of the 
the the promised Messiah of Israel. So it's a, it's an interesting thing because you can see the two perspectives there. Well, it's 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 so. I understand that since then, there have been. Mis, uh, with the the is it um, Sabata Zevi? Is that the uh, the seventeenth mm -hmm. century one? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, sort of. When basically Conti continuing like, hope and expectation of oh yes this is it this time and yeah, not yeah and and none of them none of them I mean Zevi doesn't he quote invert to Islam yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he took he he took a large uh, a large percentage of world jewelry uh, along for the mm. ride uh, a lot of people thought that he was it so yeah it's like a it's just this very uh... <laughs> the wrist is going off. Uh, there can only be one Messiah, but there's been so many different people claiming to be the Messiah. I got an email from context. someone claiming to be the Messiah this morning. It was very weird. Oh, yeah, really? it's like this book <laughs> I've written, and it's about me, and I'm like, uh, I'm not sure that's you, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that I, I say this as you were saying this. Like, there have been so many people claiming to be the savior of everybody. Yeah, yeah. and they are quite easily shown up to be frauds. Mm. In fact, usually within their lifetimes, shown up to be frauds. Yeah, yeah. So there's a problem then because the, like in the film, you have the, the established priesthood of the people there, uh, you know, standing on the scaffolding. I've got them on screen now. And having, oh good, having Caiaphas uh, discussing this with the, the, the rest of the, the, the Sanhedrin and then having this, uh, panic because their role in their priesthood is supposed to be preparing the people for the Messiah. Uh, and then they're living in this environment where there's so many different people claiming to be, to be him, to be it. Their reaction in the, the film is, is very well done because you can see how they're panicking. They don't really know what to do with Christ. Mm -hmm. They're panicking. There's the uh, Christ at the rave, you know, with all the people around him singing Hosanna. <laughs> and then there's Christ dealing with them, the priesthood, how he interacts with them, which is not how he interacts with the people. Uh, he, he treats them in a completely different way. And then the, the this priesthood panicking up there in the scaffolds as they're looking out uh, on the land, which is this foreign-occupied imperial uh, dance floor. You know, mm -hmm. let's. I mean, I I would I would coin the phrase now as the holy land is the imperial dance floor of of the world, and uh, and so you, you can coin. I I approve the coinage. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, but they, they don't know what to do with them because, uh, like you said before, before there's a triangulation problem that comes mm -hmm. up really quickly 
Because who wants to be the one that says it's him? Right. Or not. I mean, either way you make a, you make the statement, you make the declaration, it's like a Russian roulette kind of situation because if you make that declaration, suddenly the entire dynamics of that of that little dance floor is going to change. Everything's going to change. So this is it's like dominoes. But you just said there. That's interesting. Um, the, my my student asking why didn't Jesus just run away, right? And and mm. and the uh, the opposite. This is like it's just interesting. Why didn't it Caiaphas and Anaphas just recognize him? I mean, Nicodemus mm -hmm. seems to have right, or you know, Joseph of Arimathea. Yes, is it just who buries him, right? Um, I forget. Uh, <laughs> that, that it's a, they. They were there, the you know, Caiaphas and Anaphas, and, and they are, um, we've got, you know, it's like, what did they do about this Jesus mania? How do we deal with a carpenter king? Where do we start with a man who is bigger than John was when John did his baptism thing? The, the place of John the Baptist in this whole story, we can't deal with right now, but it, and, and interesting, mm -hmm. the movie completely ignores, they don't. They don't have, but that's the mm. only place where John the Baptist shows up. Um, and Caiaphas says, um, fools, you have no perception. The stake we are gambling, the stakes we are gambling are frighteningly high. We must crush mm -hmm. him completely. So like John before him, this Jesus must die for the sake of the nation. This Jesus must die. Now, ironically, that is, <laughs> he does, he, he, he does for this die for the sake of the nation, but the, that you know they're worrying yes. about in the in the i mean they're worried about the 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 romans crushing them as they did which is of course the gospels are all aware of that because the tradition is they're writ probably written down after the temple is destroyed and trying to deal with that jesus had prophesied the fall of the city well the city has fallen because the romans did crush them but yes you know and so the simplest way of saying is that Annas and Caiaphas are serving the peace of the Romans by not allowing this kind of enthusiastic, you know, rebel movement to develop. And that in the, in, I mean, in the, in the movie, they do have Simon Zelotes telling him, ah, just touch a hate of Rome. Then, you know, you will rise to a greater power. We will win ourselves a home. They're clearly, you know, the libretto was clearly talking in terms of um, the political aspirations mm. of the, of the, um, I mean, the zealots, the, 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 the uh, revolutionaries. They're not revolutionary. They're um, anti-Romans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> They can't be revolutionaries like the American Revolution. They were never colonists from there. <laughs> they just want the Romans out. But, the, I mean, the Romans are there. They're they, decolonizing. Yeah, they want to decolonize. They want to be uncolonized by Rome. Yeah. And, and you know, Rome has been, it's like even the local, who, you know, Mark Antony and Crassus and Pompey and then Augustus and then whatever. And well, to a certain extent, the Herodians had been able to negotiate with Rome to give have a, some local power. So, but they're in under military occupation. Yeah, that's all the centurions running around. Right. Yeah. 
yeah so they've kind of negotiated some kind of uh some kind of autonomy but it's not really an autonomy and the it's like a house of cards you can pull one card out and the whole thing is just going to collapse because it's also precariously constructed um between all of the the interests that are there at the time mm. which you can see i mean like that was genius the scaffolding was genius i did putting them in the scaffolds was genius <laughs> <laughs> like they're constructing this experiment uh, with the priestcraft <laughs> and uh and they're up there staring over everything and you you kind of you, you see the joke it's like this uh this uh nation building project that they're doing up there and then there's this, <laughs> this guy who enters in a donkey and terrifies so you you think what's going on why is he so scary to you why you know right uh, yeah why should this be so this this should be such a such a threat and it's interesting because if you and now we're talking about it you think they knew they knew it was him hmm. i mean it is it, it's okay so we have the actual gospels <laughs> as opposed to the the yeah, jesus christ superstar gospels um And um, sorry, my eye should fall perfectly on the passage. Um, and I'm not because I'm finding. Peter's denial instead. <laughs> mm. And Pi I actually had marked, I'd marked for Pilate. Uh, I, I suppose it's in Matthew that you have more detail about the trial, not in John. And you have in John more of the trial with Pilate. And see, if you really want to do all this, you have to have the gospel parallels so that you know which one, which which exact details in which exact gospel, because each of the gospels has a different has a different sort of. Because in, in fact, the evangelists don't agree on who Jesus is. They know he's important, <laughs> mm. but their sense of exactly why he's important is subtly different. And I'm saying with Mark, mm. um, it's uh, with what Professor Kalber argues is if you pay attention to what happens in Mark. All of all of the Jerusalem party surrounding Jesus doesn't get it, right? Peter doesn't get it. Um, mm. uh, his family doesn't get it. The you know, and and there is in you know, and the and the earliest church is according to Acts in Jerusalem. But then after Jerusalem is destroyed, everyone has to say, okay, what happened, right? Did did we lose? And Mark saying, no, no, no. Jesus constantly in his preaching goes to Galilee. So the church mm -hmm. pr belongs in Galilee. That's where we need to go. And and so he's writing for Galilean um, Christians saying, you know, it's it's here. Matthew and, and Luke mm -hmm. and, and John are also, are, you know, they're writing for a different sort of consolation of, well, this is who he is. Well, this is who he is. Who This is who he is. So this, this, this exercise of multiple voices describing Jesus 
is the tradition. <laughs> you're um, you're finding out that he's not easy to describe. Hmm. So what they say in Matthew. Um, Peter follows to the court of the high priest and seats with the servants so he can watch. And the chief priests and the whole council sought false witness against Jesus that they might put him to death. And they found not, whereas many false witnesses had come in. And last of all, there came two false witnesses. And they said, this man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and after three days to rebuild it. And the high priest rising up said to him, answer thou nothing to the things which these witness against thee. But Jesus held his peace and the high priest said to him, I adjure thee by the living God that thou tellest if thou be the Christ, the son of God. Mm. Jesus said to him, thou hast said it. Nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter, you shall see the son of man sitting on the right hand of the power of God and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his garment, saying, he hath blasphemed. What further need have we of witnesses? Behold, now you have heard the blasphemy. What thank you? But they answered, answered, saying, "He is guilty of death." Mm -hmm. So they consider what he answers as blasphemous, at least as the as Matthew tells it. Um, indeed, why can't they? I mean, it's like that we could say they don't want to recognize him because to recognize him then recognizes the Christ, who is the anointed king, and therefore they will be rebelling against Rome and therefore they'll be crushed as it says in the song. Mm. Um, it, it's not as if they're, you know, later in the sixties, they don't have revolts against Rome and then end up crushed <laughs> uh, in, in, in by Titus. That that's an interesting, it's like, what if the high priest had simply recognized that Jesus was the Christ? These are questions I've never considered. <laughs> mm, it's a really good question. Would he have been put to death? Would they have been put to death? Would the Romans have just come yeah. in and said, so, so then we go to Pilate, yeah. right? We, we'll get to Pilate. Here we go. Now Pilate sneering at him. And and it is interesting, of course, in John, Pilate gets the, 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 the best, you know, conversation with Jesus, or he gets several conversations. He take him out, come back in, um, saying, who are you? Ece homo. Behold the man. Well, he says that after he's had him whipped. Yeah, yeah. Here, we'll get, we'll get. So he's got, we'll he's get, got, we'll, I know, I'm thinking okay. he's got the, he's got the Herodian usurper monarch confused. He's got the, he's got the, the, the Sanhedrin confused. Mm -hmm. he's, he's got the Roman procurator confused. <laughs> Mm. So they have a 
Okay, so I, I'm going to... They, they all have... Sorry, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking that uh, each of those uh, three groups or persons have something enormous to lose in, in recognizing who he truly was and is. Right. So it's like, it's like a very high stakes poker game. They, they've all got to keep their poker faces on and then... Because they have to, they have to maintain the the pantomime of their position mm -hmm. while they're actually trying to figure out if it's the real messiah or not. Or, you know, in the in the in the case of Pilot, he's got to figure out whether or not this guy's a political threat or uh, he's. meeting uh an innocent man which for so for someone in that position i mean he wouldn't where he he he's his profession is governing for an, uh, for an imperial imperial power who who don't really see things in the same uh uh, I mean, they don't have a Christian morality at all, and he's condemning people to death all the time. Oh yeah. So it's like he, he would have the cynicism of a of a of a prison warden in a lot of ways, you know. It's like, oh yeah, everyone in prison is innocent, you know. Right. Because they're all innocent, right? They're all not guilty. So it's like he says, "Who are who are you? <laughs> who is this person who seems innocent?" Like I'm just, I'm just, I'm seeing the irony in the scene. There, it's mm -hmm. like, well, how how powerful it is for someone like that to have met, uh, met a man who finally he sees and thinks, uh, "I'm standing in in front of someone who has no fault." I mean, that's that's very powerful. I'm also thinking, so as you're saying, yes, lots and lots and lots of people are crucified by the Romans. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty common tactic, tactic they have for terrifying the population. I mean, famously Spartacus, because of the movie, <laughs> famously because of, and they crucify, mm -hmm. they crucify thousands of, how, all along the road going out of Rome. Mm-hmm. You can't leave Rome without walking past dying men. Yeah. So it's it's nothing. I mean, this is it's it's nothing unusual for people to be crucified in the period. It's horribly ordinary. Mm. But it was a disgraceful death. It's ordinary, but it was a disgraceful death. Oh yes, yeah, uh, but what I'm what I'm thinking of it's the, the the question is always so if none of these people in the story can recognize Jesus as mm -hmm. the Christ, and the way the the gospel I mean it, I do find it interesting the gospel is the gospels are all indirect in describing who Jesus is I mean it's like that that's what you say or um, the Son of Man will come you know it's like this, these third person answers. Um, mm -hmm. You know, thou sayest I am a king, for this I was born, and for this I came into the world, that I should give testimony to the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. 
that's a kind of, I mean, I, it, it's frustrating, right? But the gospel story, the gospel, the authors themselves are all trying to say, he is the Christ. He is the Christ. He is the Christ. Whatever this means, as if they're not sure what it means. Sometimes, I mean, John has all the wonderful I am statements and, and Mark starts out with, you know, this is the gospel. He, he is quite blunt about it as, um, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of God, that's Mark, mm. right? So he's definitely the son of God. Yes. Um, why, when it's clear in the story, none of the authorities can have any category to even recognize Jesus in these terms. Anybody did. It's a good question. Because it's, it's, as we've been saying, it's unlike there's other candidates. It's not like there's not other candidates. Which is, it, it, you know, the usual, the usual claim of, oh, you know, Jesus is actually just assimilated to X, Y, or Z, right? He, he fits these other difficult categories of people. And so they're just expecting strange, you know, crazy miracle workers all, all over the place. And he fits, mm -hmm. he fits. I, I, I mean, always struck by this feeling and I'm hoping I'm, it's not true. I mean, everybody's always looking for the other gospels that tell the truth other than the, the ones that are accepted as, as gospel. Um, and you know, oh, the actual truth of Jesus is in those hidden texts that are still buried in, you know, caves somewhere. Um, but what has per persistently struck me is how it's actually harder to find stories like his than it feels like it should be. If in fact, it's a really common thing. Does that make sense? I mean, there's a lot of Christian stories and yeah, saints yeah, and no, such, it but sense. it's, and I have, I have had colleagues in the field tell me, Oh no, no, there's Candida DeMoss who has also written books about how the, the martyrs aren't real. Um, she says it's a storytelling tradition on the part of the Christians to create cult or something. Um, but that, you know, oh, yes, there are, you know, miracle worker stories from antiquity that match Jesus's. But but to me, that's a little like saying it's like the Sabata Zevi is a, I mean, it was claimed to be the Messiah. So mm. it should be easier to disprove Jesus if he's fake. I mean, shouldn't it? Right. It should be like really easy to say you're fake. Hmm. I'm just thinking none of those cults remained for 2,000 years. <laughs> right, but we're, we're, so, we're, we're trying to hit it on the anvil here, right? This heart is like, who is this broken yeah. man cluttering up my hallway? Who is this unfortunate? Soldier says. And it's nice that they have the soldier because the centurion and Mark is the only one who recognizes Jesus. Someone Christ, mm. king of the Jews. Oh, so this is Jesus Christ. I'm really quite surprised. You look so small. Not king at all. We all know that you are news, but are you king, king of the Jews? Jesus, your words, not mine. What mm. do you mean by that? That is not an answer. Answer, answer. He, he, he hits those, those British vowels pretty hard. You're mm. deep in trouble, friend, someone Christ, king of the Jews. How can someone in your state be so cool about his fate? 
An amazing thing, this silent king. Since you come from Galilee, you need not come to me. You're Herod's race, you're Herod's case. So he goes off to Herod, right? And then he comes back and we have, um, so the king is once again my guest. And why is this? Was Herod unimpressed? Caiaphas, we turn to Rome to sentence Nazareth. We have no law to put a man to death. We need him crucified. It's all you have to do. We need him crucified. It's all you have to do. Talk to me, Jesus Christ. You have been brought here, manacled, beaten by your own people. Do you have the first idea why you deserve it? Listen, King of the Jews, where is your kingdom? Look at me. Am I a Jew? And this they're paraphrasing what we've been reading, right? So he says, I have no kingdom in this world. I'm through, which is not the way the gospel tells it. There may be a kingdom for me somewhere if you only knew. I think he thinks if I only knew. The, at, at this point, the, the the writers break down, and they're not sure they can bear it. They, they're not sure they themselves believe. <laughs> right? Then you are a king. It's you that say I am. I look for truth and find that I get damned. Yeah, and this at this point, I think the Jesus Christ superstar character breaks. Right? He's he's not. They're they're not able to sustain the tension that the gospel does. Hmm. But what is truth? Is truth unchanging? a changing law? We both have truths. Are mine the same as yours? And there we are in modernity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Your truth. Your my truth, truth. My truth. truth. The truth. Christian's truth is yep. this is the Messiah. The Jew's truth is he's a impost, fraud, fool, appropriately crucified by the Romans because he's an idiot. Hmm. The mob singing, we have no king but Caesar. You hypocrites, you hate us more than him. Uh, we have no king but Caesar, crucify him. I see no reason, I find no evil. This man is harmless, so why does he upset you? He's just misguided, thinks he's important. But to keep you vultures happy, I shall flog him. 39 lashes with the count. Where are you from, Jesus? What do you want, Jesus? Tell me. You've got to be careful. You could be dead soon. Could well be. Why do you not speak when I hold your life in my hands? How can you stay quiet? I don't believe you understand. You have nothing in your hands. Any power you have comes from to you from far beyond. Everything is fixed, and you can't change it. Pilate, you're a fool, Jesus Christ. How can I help you? The mob sings and then pilots. Don't let me stop your great self-destruction. Die if you want to, you misguided martyr. I wash my hands of your demolition. Die if you want to, you innocent puppet. Which takes Pilate a little further than the gospel did. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because what Jesus act so what Jesus actually said is, "Thou shouldst not have any power against me unless it were given thee from above." Therefore, he that hath delivered me to thee hath the greater sin. It's interesting for that for the the movie or for the 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 you know the play they want Jesus to be despairing by this point. I don't know. Mm. Pilate saying you're a fool, you're a puppet. Why didn't Jesus run away? 
I mean, he marched right into this. Mm. He went there to the city to be crucified. According to the Gospels. Hmm. I've got Gibbon's decline and fall of the Roman Empire and it's upside down. <laughs> it's in front of me as you're saying this. And then another one that's the Encyclopedia of World Mythology, which is also upside down. Inversions. Inversions of the power. Mm. Yeah. He couldn't invert anything unless he went to Jerusalem. The, the, the power of the usurper king Herod, the power of the Sanhedrin, the power of the Roman procurator, all of that, that's all power structures that are so, uh, uh, so, so so established that somebody who hasn't declared war on uh, who hasn't openly declared war on any of them you know they're still terrified of him so it, it's an interesting thing yeah but it's jerusalem upside down because it's uh it's the city that he's he's weeping over you know jesus wept and 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 he's crying Jerusalem, Jerusalem. So I, I'm just thinking here, like my with my upside down books. Why did he go? Why did he go into that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> world mythology, the Roman Empire. How do you invert all of that? Right. The weight of all of that, um, and liberate people from from the weight of. <laughs> of the of the imperial dance floor uh the dynamics that create the the rave that turns into a slaughterhouse that is canaan land and what israel was living in which is that tension constantly between the The wandering after strange gods and then the militarism, you know, just uh, this constant tension that the children of Israel were subjected to. Um, if he'd left, would that have been inverted <laughs> i don't know i don't think so he had to go into jerusalem into this uh passion go go through the go through the torture go through the humiliation go through the cross to invert everything this is what we it's the only way so we try we we talk through this with the gethsemane meditation on how he carries our sins but i think this why does jesus going into jerusalem and and being humiliated in this way in fact invert all of those scaffolds hmm. 
which is when, you know, going back to our topical context of what happened on the dance floor and the imperial, you know, the crushing imperial power that carries on in that region. I mean, it's, it's, it is interesting that's, that the, the, the Holy Land is crux of empires. Mm-hmm. It is. And, and and to invert to invert the oh why is it's it's violent because everyone's claiming the holiness it's like no it's it's holy because that's I mean it's like it it's where all of this focuses it's like a focal point mm. and indeed it's like why not put the modern state of Israel in Argentina <laughs> so, I know mm. I was thinking about this it's like if what you wanted to was simply have peaceful worship somewhere where people would leave you alone so that you could worship in your own way. The Amish, Utah. the Amish seem to <laughs> avoided modernity. Right? Yeah. yeah. The Mormons moved to Utah, right? And they have a, the, you know, yeah. the, the whole state that's very, uh, well, I've only been to Salt Lake and driven through Southern Utah. It's a pretty wild place, right? So if if, if you, what you wanted was your own particular worship of God to go and be in a place mm -hmm. left alone by the rest of the world, that's clearly not what the desire was. Something else. I mean, you could say so that I've I've seen seen Jews. Um, I mean, things I don't know all the subcategories typically well. I know there's reformed and orthodox and reformed and conservative and orthodox and other subsets. I get it. It's like trying to understand Catholicism. I just thought it was Catholic. No, I did. I do. I did know actually Catholicism was a little more fraught than maybe I, I appreciated, but wow, it's fraught. <laughs> <laughs> the trad cats themselves mm -hmm. are, bro you know, broken up into this and that and that and Mel Gibson and this and that and that and Mel Gibson, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to stay here in the 12th century when it's like at least Anselm of Canterbury and his prayers. That's all I know. Um, that, that I think, I don't think he was a rabbi. I'm not sure whether he's a rabbi. And I also don't know what the, the like criterion for rabbi is. So like whether it's a doctoral degree or whether it's a community leader kind of thing, storefront rabbis mm. versus yeshiva phds i i get i think there's a range <laughs> so yeah. one man does a podcast saying you know the, the world should be grateful for us jews being sacrificed constantly for you oh, yeah. for you and i'm like but why why are you there being <laughs> sacrificed like indeed well, it's like to, to, to my my students say to me why did jesus just leave it's like why don't you move somewhere else it's not quite so fraught mm. it's a very good question <laughs> i'm sorry it's too much though because that was when um was it herschel who, who's the one who the zionist somebody may know um Oh, Theodore Herschel. Coming up with plans for a state of for Jews, right? They did mm, discuss mm. other places. Mm. Yes. Yeah. They if did. you wanted like not to be right really up against Egypt, locations. who 
apparently I it, does Egypt support Gaza? I'm not clear on any of this. No. Iran supports Gaza. Who's on whose side? I don't know. I can't do that. I mean, I can actually if I like really read up on it and think about it. I can't do it quite with the chronology that I have from Middle Ages. But mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to me that the sides are particularly clear even in the region. I do oh. know the difference between Sunni and Shia, so there's a little difference there. <laughs> but as I was telling you, it's like in, the reason that the Crusaders in the first place in 1099 were able to capture Jerusalem was because it had been besieged the year before by a different group, that the Fatimids mm-hmm. had taken it back from the Seljuks. So, you know, this 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 is... And they were both... Everybody wants... To. Yeah, the Fatimids and the, and the Seljuks are both Muslims, so that's not the answer. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, everybody wants the dance floor. Yes. Yeah. It isn't... It's interesting to say it's a dance floor, isn't that... It, the Jerusalem was where David set up the, the, the... It's on the threshing floor, right? Isn't it a threshing floor? There's there's some way mm-hmm. in which Jerusalem is the 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 threshing floor. It means that I need to I need to look that up. What it was before Israel held it. Mm. But that would be an interesting <laughs> overlapping of themes. <laughs> threshing. Getting your, uh, getting your harvest. And, uh, mm, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know, like it, it's, it's geographically, it's, 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 it's geographically invaluable. Uh, it's a geographically inv- in, invaluable little piece of land, but the mythological weight of that country is uh is a, about the same <laughs> is enormous As but the, i mean we can tell it that way yeah. we can tell it that way in geopolitical terms because of the shape of asia and, and europe and where the seas and the, mm-hmm. the 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 waterways other waterways and such are and yet that always feels yeah. just a little unsatisfying it's like yes the geography is that and so we have the kind of power plays for the control of the area yes um but which comes first, the feeling of the holiness or the geographical power? And in what mm-hmm. way, what kind of relationship do they have to each other? I mean, I'm, I'm straight up, I was showing mm-hmm. my Eurocip class. It's like, we now you know worry about whether or not maps are Eurocentric. Medieval European maps were Jerusalem-centric. <laughs> mm. Like the, the, the whole map of Mundi. It's, Jerusalem is clearly the center of the world. And this this level of meaning for us in space and time saying, I mean, what Casey is saying, Christ could have run. It was his temptation. He did not succumb to the temptation indeed. But there was this, this great sort of story problem. It's like, he couldn't have you just run away, live to mm-hmm. fight another day, you know, ta- taught his followers how to be good people without getting crucified. Mm. No, you can't flip the trip in that way. And, recognizing that in fact jesus raised no army mm-hmm. always it's like it just it constantly flips back around and G- judas has him do we have him yes here we have superstar why didn't you right 
if you're the son of God, if you're so powerful, you can work miracles and heal people. Why show up as a single human being who doesn't seem to have lightning bolts coming out of his hands? Why aren't you Superman? Mm. Yeah. Where's our, uh, <laughs> where's our miracle working military genius? You know, they wanted Alexander the Great with magic powers. <laughs> they did. They actually did. And so there's yeah. one, there's a really great book of political theory that I read in graduate school. So I, on the one hand, I remember it really well because I took really good notes on it. And on the other hand, if I read it now, I'd probably find out I remember a completely different book from what it is. Um, there's a two volume <laughs> book by Francis Dvornik, who's Russian, I think. Um, to, to one of these Byzantine historians talking about the vocabulary of savior kings throughout the Middle East, right? All many of the titles that Jesus is given as sort of throne names, like pastor mm -hmm. and shepherd and such like that, the great Middle Eastern divine kings, in fact, carried those names. So mm -hmm. one of the interesting things that does happen is, you know, the, the Christian vocabulary for describing Christ as king fits with all of these ruler titles from the area. He should have been an Alexander. He should have been he yes. should have been one of these great warrior kings. He could have been. But it that that was not the that was not the kingship uh I think He should have been all of the things that the characters in the play ask him, why aren't you? Mm. Which is why I do think, even even though they, they, they give Jesus a little bit too much doubt at the end, more than just the cry of desolation, um, mm. they do ask the right questions. It's like, why wasn't he the superstar that we all look to our human leaders to be? Hmm. Now I'm going to just pot. We've done two hours now, so we will now let everybody get out of class. Um, I have been thinking about the concern about the gospels being anti-Semitic and the, the argument that they blame the Jews then, and that the blame stays on the Jews now because of the, um, it's their genealogy, right? They're, they're the generation for generations that we blame the Jews. But of course, we mm. remember that everybody who accepted Jesus initially, well, not everybody, the Samaritan woman, but, you know, that Jesus came and talked to the children of Israel and many of them became Christian. And then we don't think of them in Jews yes. as Jewish anymore. The Jews are Jews now because they're still rejecting Christ. Mm. Not because their ancestors did. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you, you don't, you don't, uh, you, you don't have to uh, con continue with the rejection. 
it, it's a, you are free to at the instant and the choose. instant you join and... us in the party <laughs> you're a christian yeah like you you know it, you can go yeah. it's all right like uh you are free to consider the claims of christ as the rabbi of israel the king of the jews it's all right like you can stop tripping underneath giant buddha statues or running away from military drafts or you can just chill and just consider the claims of Christ for, you know, like an afternoon and see how that feels. Because that's what the Ethiopian Hebrews did. <laughs> the, the people that brought me into orthodoxy, that's what they did. It's not all Hebrews. It's not all Hebrews that need to continue with this, like, uh, slaughterhouse rave. We have, uh, we have, uh, We've been put into a false binary for a very long right. time, and like when you when you get put into this uh, this 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 uh, this mentality of like okay, well we're operating on the European the the European binary, which is what else? It's, it's always racialized. No, no, it's not. We uh... <laughs> I'm laughing just because it's a uh... it's this. It's it's that flipping that Christ did in the in the resurrection mm -hmm. to just suddenly leave just leave the tomb, you know, uh, amidst this incredible grief around him, the whole nation's just <laughs> mourning, denying him, forgetting the Romans are doing what the Romans are doing. Uh, disciples have gone uh, have gone into hiding you know it's like the darkest day of the of the of the history of the entire nation and then he just walks out of the tomb <laughs> that that is the gospel that's what the apostles were trying to tell everybody he just walked out it's okay we don't have to do this anymore yeah he did just walk away we're, we're, he just walked away from death isn't that magnificent? <laughs> it's really beautiful. Uh, the the dance floor is uh, that's a that's a thing that keeps people. Uh, <laughs> keeps people from the joy of of of, of just uh, of of meditating on the the, the idea of our god becoming man and then he, he's crucified and he just walks out <laughs> he walks out on death it's a beautiful thing to meditate on so yeah i i, I would like to leave my meditations on this uh on this this point the stone was rolled away that was the sunrise set that we've been raving and waiting for for centuries and millennia. <laughs> Everyone's raving to get to sunrise, and that's the that's the point where the women go into the 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 garden to the tomb to anoint the body of the the Messiah. <laughs> it's just not there. <laughs> where is he? Here. Hmm. Amen. So we pray for everyone in the Holy Land. Yeah. They may 
What is the prayer? The promises of Christ. I've got a, a fragment of a prayer in my head. We should probably say the Our Father. That's a good prayer. Mm. I, I just say it Our Father. We say in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Our Father, Our Father who, art in heaven, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy, kingdom. thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil through jesus christ our lord thine is the kingdom power and glory now forever thanks be to god good night everyone